likes to, after he gets a blanket, he likes to just hit the ground running and just start. He, like, as soon as he comes back, he's going to say, hello, welcome to Double Issue. This is Daniel. I'm joined today by Quentin and our guest, Josh. Wow. So, I mean, okay. get ready. This cereal is so gross. Welcome to Josh's ASMR cereal cast. Well, my plan is that the cereal will be gone and very shortly. Sorry, we're already begun. <laughs> oh, shit. Welcome to Double Issue. I'm Daniel. I'm Quentin. And this week, we are shared by a special guest. Oh. We're shared? Shared is a weird weird word to <laughs> say there. I'm sorry. I'll do that again. <laughs> nope, it's too late now. This week, we're joined by a special guest. That's Oh, that's me, Josh, again. Hello, Josh. Hello. So this is Double Issue, a fiction podcast. One week, we will tell stories. And the next week, we'll do a world-building episode where we talk about the world. This is one of those world-building episodes. It's part of our follow-up month. It's not a month. It's a whole season. Sorry. Follow-up season. The season of fall. Oh, uh, This is part two of the Citadel episode we recorded a long time ago with Josh. I don't think people have to go back to that episode if they're starting here. But yeah, the Citadel is a place in our world based in northern michigan and it's where the epicenter of a lot of superhero stuff started and it's like a city state yeah at some point a spaceship ripped through the multiverse and punctured our world and started leaking in some power supply that radiates into everyone and gives them superpowers so before we get into this one i got a little bit oh roll that beautiful little bits theme do 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 little bits daniel's little bits last week daniel mentioned that josh and him argued about superpowered science once i think josh and i had this argument about superhero powers a long time ago <laughs> so i thought it was funny that it came up here because we talked about like the physics like is it one power to heat water or is that a separate power from, like, speed-up objects? I don't want to reopen any old wounds you guys have, but I do want you guys to draw blood. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. We need to up that shark demographic of our audience. Well, it's pretty easy for me to draw blood on Daniel because he's dumb. <gasps> <laughs> and I bleed like a peach. Do peaches Peaches bleed? <laughs> Do your all ple- peaches not bleed? Maybe I've got peaches confused with something else. Blood peaches? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do live in a haunted manor. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And every time I bite into this peach, it just starts streaming blood. And I go, not again. And then I, I get weirded out, I throw it away, and it's back in the same spot the next morning. So, we were playing Mutants and Masterminds, and we were making characters, because that's how we always played Mutants and Masterminds. Because that's all we have to do in most of the RPGs we play. We just make characters. And it wasn't even one of our characters, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it was your character. But you were trying to decide whether to give them the power of heat and cold, like temperature control, or like molecular speed up. Hmm. And I think the argument was like, one of us was like, well, that's the same thing. You're just using it different ways. And it's whether or not the rules allow for that. And the other was like, those are two separate things scientifically. And we really got into it for like 45 minutes. Do you even remember what side of the argument either of us was on? So We could pick back up. I was going to but... say, since you don't remember, I'll just conjecture. I think I was on the side of saying it was both. If you had the ability to move molecules faster, you could also heat something up or cool it down. And I think you were like, no. And I think now that I'm looking back, you were arguing purely from the rule book side of things. That, okay, yeah. And I think I that... was arguing purely from the scientific side. And now I feel really more dumb than I should about <laughs> <the argument. laughs> 
Because it's already a dumb argument. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, well, they are pretty close to the same thing in science, but if we're making characters in a RPG, you kind of have to stick with what the rules actually allow. You can't just be like, theoretically, they're the same thing, so I can use all of my powers to do whatever I want. I have the power to, to bend reality. Done. Character made. <laughs> One descriptive word. Character made. I disagree, sir. I disagree. Still still sticking with Daniel's dumb. Josh, how dare you? How how can you even Guys comment? Everyone has offended everyone. We all got a little heated there. Yeah. So I had one other little bit while we're doing little bits. Oh my god. God, this is an eternity of little bits. L- Go ahead. Little bits? You can't have multiple little bits. If you have a string of little bits, it's no longer little. If you don't have more than one bit, it's just a little bit. It's not little bits. It's plural. Okay, fine. This is just to say, after last week's big blow up about little bits, the toy line that I made the claim that they stole our name, Little Bits, I've been getting a whole lot of commercials on Facebook. And oh, yeah. No, I've, I've just been getting nonstop ads for Little Bits on Facebook. <laughs> they are really pushing it now that I've opened that floodgate. All right. <laughs> it's minute two of our show right now, and here <laughs> we, we are. We definitely, we definitely <laughs> haven't been talking about random stuff for... 15 minutes so, so last time on the citadel we said we were going to create some teams we said we would each create an s uh, a, an a team a b team and a c team like different power levels and popularity and we've hit a like 66.6 repeating percent rate on that target no way you did more than more than three well, Daniel and I both got extra credit, so it's about a C. We made we did a C on that <laughs> homework. Yeah. It was group work and we made a C. You know what? Someone has to bring the group down. It's just how group work works. So how do we want to do this? Do you, do you have an overall theme for your teams, Daniel, or is it kind of piecemeal? Yeah. I've got some themed teams. No, I mean, your whole work as a whole, is there a thesis there? Oh, no. Okay, because I I have a thesis and I would like to state it right now. Okay, go first. Okay, my A team is the C team. My C team is the A team. My B team is, of course, the B team. Is that their name and title? No. It's a joke that will become clear throughout (laughs) this episode. Okay. (laughs) So what end did we want to start off with, good or bad? I'll start with my C team. Okay, go ahead. It's, uh, they're all circus performers. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've tried so many times over the past few weeks to think of a theme for a team, and it never worked. (laughs) It just worked. It's clicking. They're circus performers. It's the C team, so I don't need anything else. (laughs) They're all circus themed. You need some, like, names. The bearded lady and the fire breather. (laughs) The one that throws knives. Yeah. All I needed was for the pressure to be on, man. <laughs> Homework done. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, once we get up to the B and A teams, you, you gonna keep up? <laughs> Probably not, because I could have used one. Of, I could have used this idea for a, at least a B team. Well, I have a C team. I would like to follow that up with that I think is pretty good. I've got the deep ones. Oh. Or colloquially, they're just called the Lakers, but they're all water-based heroes. And they protect the lakes. They're you super powered game You kidding wardens. me, Daniel? <laughs> That's my A-team. <laughs> what? <laughs> His A-team is the C-team. I kind of got what he was going with there. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Mine is like very detailed. Yours is okay. a tag-along group that never gets anywhere because my team is doing the best work in yeah. the, the waters. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No, because that lines up very well. <laughs> they're They're led by their... By their leader, Troutmaster. He's a reverse mermaid, and he always wears fishing gear, and he's a master of fishing. That's it. There's <laughs> okay. Crab King. Crab King is a, a crab. With a crown. With a crown. He has all the powers of a crab with a crown. Like powerful uh, chompers? Yeah. Okay. A water moccasin is a man-sized water moccasin snake. Okay. Manfish is like a creature from the Black Lagoon. So he's just like a fish person. Okay, how is that different than Troutmaster? Troutmaster is like a straight up fish. So he has eyes point up. Like, okay. he's a literal fish with just legs. 
whereas fish manfish is at least man shaped overall okay uh, he doesn't have any other powers he's just good with underwater oh and then there's aqua sage and they can control water kind of like a waterbender okay but not good not like a waterbender <laughs> <laughs> you mean like the the earthbenders from the movie version i think that i think that tracks so it's just like tiny pebbles that just get thrown (laughs) at the enemies like if there was a fire near a source of water they could help but they're not good okay yeah Uh, i've got two c teams i'll guess i'll go with my canonical one first okay uh this is the a team it's Canadian Strike Force, the zone. Since since Canada is right there, I thought we needed some representation from up north. Yeah. So these are all Canadian characters to show Canadian heritage. Uh, Z zone. It would be Z zone in America, but Z zone up there. Uh, o zone. It's got lightning powers. Nathan zone. I don't have any powers or anything for him. I don't know what's going on. And end zone. Perhaps football related powers, but their names spell out the word zone. <laughs> so if we want to flesh out Zed Zone and Nathan's Zone a little more, and probably End Zone as well. Ozone is just lightning powers. Oh, okay. Just zap, so zap. is Nathan's Zone just powerless? Is one of the other members his dad and he's just made to go to work with them? I don't know. He could have a completely. Well, I was going to say he could have powers that don't fit into the theme, but his last name is Zone. But I don't know what powers fit into the theme, the Zone. Yeah, there, there aren't. <laughs> it's there, really their names that are the names. theme. Yeah. So their powers well, could be whatever. Being in the Zone is a state of mind. So it's it's not so much about the kind of power, but how you use it that puts you in the Zone. He can somehow cause anyone to just stop doing what they're doing but maybe only temporarily oh he can take them out of the zone yeah okay what if he controls their initiative so it's like i'm gonna beat up this old lady and said zone just zaps him and he's like i don't feel like doing anything but going to jail no ozone would be the one that would zap them (laughs) i think zed zone really is a distraction oh okay they just can, like, get someone out of the zone. And that's enough for other teammates to really seize the opportunity. So end zone was probably, they got radiated with a football in hand. <laughs> and they just got, like, massive gridiron skills. Like a powerful tackle. Is football, like, a Canadian thing? Oh. They play football a lot up there? Yeah, they can. I mean, football. but even so, he could still be into football. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's what maybe makes that him... makes him weird up there. But Yeah, that, that's what makes him stand out. I mean, America's full of irradiated football heroes, but in Canada. <laughs> so maybe he has, like, a very heavy ball he throws at people, and he could tackle people and stuff like that. I don't know about Nathan's zone though. Nobody knows about Nathan's zone. Yeah, maybe maybe he is just like a normal guy and nobody ever knows what's going on with him. He's got some power but no one knows. <laughs> so he's like, uh, excuse me, everyone, um, pardon me. Sorry, uh, excuse me. Oh, his power is just to be unassuming. He could just sneak up to people. Yeah, like some somehow he is helpful in any situation he's in, but in the most nondescript, unassuming way. If he says sorry, the person can't focus on them directly. That's too much like Zed Zone. Oh. Sorry. I don't think it's active. I don't think Nathan's Zone is active. He just kind of fades into the background. Yeah. You ever watch uh, Dirt Gently's Holistic Detective Agency? Pretty much uh, Dirt Gently and the other holistic whatever people. Essentially, their powers boil down to, like, they just do stuff. And it works out. Dirk's power is essentially to get people where they're supposed to be doing the things they're supposed to be doing. And to me, this Nathan zone seems kind of in the same ballpark of just like, he does stuff and it works out. Even if it seems like the most random thing that he's doing. No one understands what it is or how it works. He's just Nathan zone. Yeah, that sounds good. That is Canadian Strike Force, the zone. That's colon, (laughs) the zone. I like it. Okay. And I've got uh, another C team that Josh helped me out with a little bit. This one is uh, the hand. The members are Thumb, Pointer, Ringer, Pinky, 
and the bird. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What do they do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> There's a C team. Thumb is strongman. Pointer is like point leader. Okay. Ringer is maybe like a, a fast one. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like ring, like you could like round the ringer, people it's up. Usually like. Is that what a ringer is? Ringer is like someone who you don't think will be good at something, but then is really good at it. Yeah, fast fast person. They can't be good at anything. Look at that guy's muscles and look at that guy's leadership qualities. This guy can't do anything. Oh, he's real fast. I see. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, a ringer is an athlete or a horse fraudulently substituted for another in a competition or event. Maybe the ringer is just a horse. <laughs> and he's not allowed to be on the team, but he's there fraudulently. <laughs> no one said horses could not be on they've, superhero teams. They've got a ringer. <laughs> it's a horse. It's a fraudulent horse. <laughs> well, they used to have another guy on the team, but he tragically died. So they just used his license with this random retired police horse. <laughs> what does the horse do? <laughs> They run fast. Oh, okay. So horse you're still things, sticking, Josh. You're still sticking with fast guy, <laughs> but it's a horse now. Horses are pretty fast. Man, what a ringer. The bird can just fly. The bird's obvious. Bird can <laughs> oh, fly. Okay. Sorry. And, but we didn't do Pinky. And Pinky, uh, kind of the dumb one. And then so that like Pinky can go, the bird, what are we doing tonight? And the bird <laughs> can go, the same thing we do every night, Pinky. Fight crime. Okay. Is that their power? <laughs> their power is to be Pinky and the bird. <laughs> I don't know. The tiny one? They could shrink down. Done. Oh, okay. All right. You said you got another small one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got another small one. I've got the Solar Sentinels. That's an entire team of people that want to be Amy Dangerous's sidekick. So they all oh. dress like her. And they're all pretty much indistinguishable from her. They just have general Amy-like powers. But no one's exactly like her. They're just all kind of like weak versions. Yeah, because they got their powers from a dimensional rift. And Amy got her powers from a magic well in the middle of a magic desert. Yeah, so very different. But they are like just a glorified fan club. So they just show up all the time whenever she's fighting crime and try to show off. It's a super powered fan club. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, you just did one. (laughs) So I'll go with my B team. The B team. <laughs> I knew it. Man. <laughs> the B team is Queen, capable of mind control. Honey, capable of creating a sick, sticky substance to slow down foes. Killer, has a deadly sword, but the sword is also deadly to themselves. Oh. Hive, can become many, can break apart into many tiny versions of themselves. And Bumble, this one is... A little weird. Bumble can touch someone and then they blow up kind of like a puffer fish. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's quite a bit of silence after that one. <laughs> Don't let Bumble touch you. You know how in every cartoon where a puffer fish doesn't know it's going to become a puffer fish? Oh, yeah. Just it's like, like oh, no. Surprised and it's just... <laughs> yeah, they have that power on touch. Oh. I think maybe... Sometimes they use it on themselves if they're, like, falling from a great height. No injury. Bloop. They can uh, blueberry. They can blueberry themselves. Yeah. Like, violet. Yeah. Oh, and they have a team manager because I figure most teams that want to move up in the rankings have someone that's managing, like, the PR and different stuff like that. So, so they have a keeper. Um, No. <laughs> the, the manager is naturally a wasp, a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant because oh, most manager okay. jobs tend to go to those people even though they may not be the best qualified wow way to <laughs> way to bring politics into this my good christian podcast your good politics. white anglo-saxon protestant podcast paul politics <laughs> it's really good job <laughs> so yeah i wish that i had made that joke first <laughs> but yeah that's that's any questions on those characters no i I like it. I like all of them. Yeah. I, bit. I want a scene where Bumble goes into a really crowded coffee shop and they call his name and he's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. And as he turns around, everyone's just exploded. <laughs> where did they go? Well, exploded might be too violent of a word. Yeah, they don't, ex- they don't explode. They don't pop. <laughs> 
Jeez, Daniel, you thought he was a murderer. They just balloon I, up. I had a very different thought about them. <laughs> no, they just so they just all they just puff up. up. They just not blown up. Just, they blow up like a balloon, not like dynamite. Like an allergic <laughs> reaction. They just like swell yeah. up, but but in a comically extreme way. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. The one that's most interesting to me is Killer with their yeah. deadly sword, but it's deadly for them as well. <laughs> but isn't any sword dangerous to you as well? No, not in this way. And that's oh. that's where I don't know. Well, tell us, how does his sword work? I don't know. That's what I was saying is that oh. making something like a bee's stinger. Yeah. So like any cut he gives someone with the sword, he gets himself too? That might be interesting. Oh, and then he's just like covered in scars. Like a cursed sword. He has to be economical with his sword slashes that seems like it'd be almost too debilitating yeah like what if it's he can he can slash like it's the same thing but if he has armor over that area or if he has like special preparation for the that part of his body it mitigates the damage so he has to aim his shots very precisely to where he had where he has armor see that's interesting or what if the pain caused by the slashes he takes the pain of them Okay. Yeah. Ooh, what if it's the and the other person gets no pain from them? Oh. That might be too OP for him cuz then they just don't know you're cutting them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> pain is a good response when you're being cut with a sword, actually. <laughs> but yeah, if he if he has the pain. Yeah. The pain and the somehow I still like the idea that he's covered in scars, so he has to somehow get scarred by it. 10% of the slash, 100% of the pain. Yeah. It's like he's covered in paper cuts that are super painful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. One of those sounds pretty good for him, though. You got a B team, Josh? I'm thinking uh, circus performers. Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> now you have to know their names. The, the bearded lady. Her beard grows, so she has like control over the her hair growth. I mean, at some point, she just did normal head hair growth, but then she realized she could control the length of her beard also. And that's when she joined the circus team. And she just like can wait, hold on, didn't we have hair gro- hair control before? Hair control was it was suggested as part of the Centauri power set. <laughs> but yeah, she has hair control. Bearded lady can like tie people up with her hair or like whip people or whatnot. This is the and the f- wife of Black Bolt of the Inhumans. <laughs> oh yeah. But with a beard. But with a beard. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and uh, Pyro. Wait, Pyro seems like too generic of a name. There's probably already a Pyro. There's Fire Breather. Yeah, are you in this Google Docs? He said Docs? that was his name. Guess is What? Are you in the Google Docs? No, of course not, man. The Big Fat Nothings. What? <laughs> Dude, that's, <laughs> that's when what we you had said nothing. their name was. The Big Fat Nothings. Oh, okay. See, I think my story is a story of how a C team slowly worked their way up to being an A team. By becoming more descriptive? Yeah. They didn't (laughs) do anything. We just learned more about them. All I'm going to do is incrementally add more detail (laughs) to the circus performers. They got like a social media marketer. They got some better branding. Got a toy line. And thank you for for whoever added the clown. That makes sense. That's a clown. The other ones are like the bearded lady, the fire breather, the one that throws knives, a clown. (laughs) A clown. Every mission is a different clown, so it's just a clown. That's that's really how they excelled in the ranks. They just diversified. The the clown Wait. is whatever hero wants to join for that week can put on clown makeup <laughs> and join. Yeah. That's how they're so versatile. The actual member of their team is a clown car, and it can just store an infinite number of superhero people inside the <laughs> no. car. It drives up to a crime scene and just shoots out like, three clowns you say a member of their team is a clown car yeah it is the clown car but everyone assumes it's whatever clown comes out of it well no you're gonna like one of my heroes for the a team anyway no it's not a clown car man clown car stop stop typing that okay but yeah i like the idea of it's just whatever hero wants to put on clown makeup and join them that's how they they increase their network and their people aware of them just by do you see when uh when what's her name guest 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 fought with the 
the circus team. That was a pretty good fight. Yeah, man, the one that throws knives, like, totally got some good shots in that day. Yeah. So it's just like they bring in fans of other superheroes by having guest spots. If you like these rescues, smash that subscribe button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else? The clown, clown guest, bearded lady, fire, fire breather. I think they, they, I don't, I want to say they need accelerant, like a typical fire breather, but that's not really a superpower if they are just like a typical fire breather. So um, what if they just shoot gas? Like they just always can shoot out a flammable okay. liquid. So they don't need accelerant. They need an ignition. Source. Yeah. <laughs> so like okay. they're just always breathing out flammable gas that's where the juggler okay. comes in because the juggler oh. can uh juggle any item okay and one of them can be fire fireball and light up their breath i think i think the juggler is the one that throws knives like i don't want the team to be too big it's three people plus a guest and maybe the the ring leader the the ring master what is it what ring is his leader. name pt ring leader pt barnum <laughs> Yeah, like the the guy in the That's center, his name. the announcer, PT <laughs> Barnum. Yeah. So the juggler can materialize any object uh, in an arc from one hand to the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's as long as the object lasts. But I'm guessing he can throw sideways. No, so he, it, like boomerangs. He's got to like limbo <laughs> under people in order to knife them. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well. I was thinking he's pretty much Hawkeye with knives. Oh, okay. But I also like the idea that... Materialize objects that boomerang back to him? Yeah. <laughs> he was the boomerang for a bit. Yeah. And then he joined like he was... the big fat nothings. <laughs> it's not the big fat nothings. That's what they were when when they were the C team. And then as they became the B team, that's when they really developed their circus identity. There was a competing circus-themed superhero group, and they stole their licensure papers at the DMV and wrote in Big Fat Nothings, and there's like a wait for how long it takes before you can change that after you get it. So they had to be that for a little bit. <laughs> the one that throws knives, what if they can juggle anything? They juggle the team. So they're juggling the other three heroes, and then they juggle themselves into like a juggle attack, a juggle-based formation. It checks out. Yeah, sounds good to me. Sure. <laughs> All right, we got Daniel's B team now. So you did a B team. Quentin, you're not going to believe this, but... My team is all hornets. I did a beetle <laughs> team. So my team is Ultra Hive, and they're a, a Sentai group. So they're all like powered up heroes with armor. They're big, bad beetles. All... Yeah, but they're all people born that look like beetles. So they all just have beetle powers. But this company, Ultra Hive, hires those people who wouldn't usually get work because they're like horrifying. And it gives them a couple of like extra items to make them a little more super. And they're just like super highly trained. Oh, so they're like monsters. Yeah, so they're all like literal beetle people. Okay. But because they dress up like they're Kamen Rider knockoffs. I believe it's Common Rider. Oh, Common Rider. I don't want you to get laughed at by the Common Rider enthusiasts. <laughs> but people are always like, I want to know what they look like underneath that mask. Surprise, it's not a mask. Ooh. They go, my identity is secret to keep those around me safe. But I promise I'm perfectly normal looking and human. Yes, I'm definitely normal. It's like the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but they hide in plain sight. So the team itself is actually really big. But like they're star players that really come out all the time. How do they find that many Beetle people? Is it all Beetle themed or different themes? It's all Beetle themed. Oh, so there's just a ton of Beetle people. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, there's just <laughs> a good a good number of Beetle people. Okay. So it's a Red Stag, master of like blades in combat. Rhino Black, super strong Rhino Beetle. The Weevil Wizard, and they got like generic wizard powers, but generic wizard powers from a Power Rangers movie. So like lightning bolts and jump really high. Lady Legion, and it's just thousands of sentient ladybugs. And Scarab Hunter, there's a big scarab beetle that fights with like bows and chain weapons. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that team. Why are you always making Power Rangers teams though? 
This isn't Power Rangers. This is Common Rider. You yeah, uncultured right. swine. <laughs> it's big bag Beetleborgs, Josh. Oh, yeah. This isn't some VR Troopers knockoff. Yeah. This is some big bad Beetleborgs knockoff. Oh, but part of their deal is not any one of them is all that good. Like, they wouldn't be a B team by themselves, but they can call on, like, a legion of other Beetle people who have been all trained highly take care of problems and that's what pushes them up is teamwork i really and like friendship. these guys yeah <laughs> i think they're good i could just see them all in my head <laughs> like i could see them like yelling over their communicator and another beetle showing up like yeah i got you <laughs> their giant beetle shaped megazord thing comes flying in and like 20 more pop out and they're like yeah let's do this there's your clown car yeah <laughs> is clown beetle a thing clown beetle the Hysterida. Hysteridae is a family of beetles oh. known as the clown beetles or hyster beetles. This very diverse group of beetles contains 3,900 species found worldwide. <laughs> beetles are ridiculous. There's so many beetles oh, in the world. Bugs are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So clown beetles, when they're born, like hold on to their mother's back. So there'll just be like 20 or 30 of them back there. And then whenever they're large enough, I guess they just pop off. None of these clown beetles look like clowns. Yeah, no. Uh, this is back when they named it. Clowns weren't really what they are today. <laughs> they were much sadder. Yeah, they were just like the local butcher or whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> normal everyday people. Normal everyday people. Who wants to do their A-team first? I think you're up. Well, I mean, my A-team is going to be at best a B-team. So. Okay. My A-team, the long-awaited C-team, whose thunder has not been stolen by some other dumb team, the Brotherhood of Fish. Oh. Or, I imagine maybe their comic is called Fish Court. Oh. One member is Prince Sidron. They are an exiled Martian. They always wanted to be one of the royals, but... You can't you can't just become a royal person. So at one point they maybe maybe they worked on the security force for the castle or whatever they got going on down underneath the sea. But they they plotted to steal one of the weapons of power. And of course, they were caught and then they were going to be executed for their crimes under the sea. And then they fled, which I decided was a shameful act in Martian culture. And then they wandered aimlessly for a bit on the land. And then they finally found out they could get the power they were seeking by getting some of that Citadel radiation. So now they're a super-powered Martian. Okay. Also a bit of lore here. Cydron is the Martian word for, I don't know what it was going to be, like without power or weakling or land, land person or something. I don't know. But like they're the prince of not a good thing kind of deal. Is what their name is. Okay, this one is a little weird. And my least fleshed out one. Natalia? Um, Google a Nautilus? Oh, yeah. Oh, Natalia. And it's just like that weird fishy thing, but a person. (laughs) Maybe that's their head. I don't know. I didn't spend a whole lot of time on this. (laughs) But their name is like Natalie plus Natalide or Nautilus. A weird kind of shell-like squid-looking thing. But I imagine they're good underwater because of that. Next, we have Sonar. Sonar is terrified of the water. But when they're in water, they have, like, unparalleled sonar abilities that they don't even have to, like, to get back. Just, like, their skin being in the water sends out like a natural pulse and then they can have like instant awareness of their surroundings underwater but they hate being underwater yeah i mean maybe that's why part of why they're they have a fear of water it's just like it's an overwhelming (laughs) sensation but i imagine they help the team by like staying out in the boat and then just like dipping a finger in and keeping them informed (laughs) Uh, the next one is flying manta Someone that's got like manta ray like wings and she could she could fly with them. And so for a while she tried to be a a land hero and she would fly around in them, but they weren't that great for regular flight cuz they're manta ray wings and she wasn't getting anywhere in her teams. 
Like they were kind of leaving her behind because all she had was flight. But then she joined the underwater team and embraced her water side and was really good under there, like great mobility and everything. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And now we have Kaidru. Kaidru. Kaidru is a small, roughly humanoid kaiju that came through. Oh. Can they be trusted? So far, they seem to be all right. So it's like Godzilla in a necktie? Yeah, like a tiny Godzilla, person Godzilla. I think maybe they can't speak English, but maybe uh, the Martian made some sort of like permanent mind connection with them to communicate for them or something like that. But Kai Drew. His name is Drew. Yeah. (laughs) Is roughly translated to something vaguely like Drew. I like it. I'm just imagining Drew Carey, but in a Godzilla suit. <laughs> Got like the glasses. Like, hey guys, what's up? Whose line is it anyway, right? Whoa, whoa. The price is right. I got one more member. Okay. They are Mark Twain. Is he in a steamboat? Hmm? Close. They can be a steamboat. Oh. They can transform into anything that they know the complete structure of. And as a kid, they studied, like, a lot of boats. <laughs> so, like, they were just real into boats as a kid. So, you know, like a book about boats, they would, like, read all the diagrams and everything. And so they, mainly to help out the team, they turn into, a, like, a boat or maybe a submarine occasionally. But they've got to study like a long time to do those complex ones. Like they can easily turn into like a cup. Yeah. Cups are pretty simple. Yeah. But yeah, that that's my team. All right. Fish court. Josh, Josh, do you have a, an update on your your team? Um, I've been adding to the document trying to organize the like what what happened with this team in chronological order. And still don't like that uh, supposedly they they had a team name of Big Fat Nothings. I think it's they started out as just like the bearded lady and the fire breather. And then like they they realized that they had a the potential. Like they were not the bearded lady and fire breather whenever they were a C rank C rank partnership. It was like noxious breath and tentacles or something like that. And then they realized they had potential for like a, a circus theme. And they found uh, the the boomerang joined them and rebranded as the juggler slash knife thrower. And uh, and then they started having their, their guest heroes in clown makeup. So I want to mention on the juggler, they probably, uh, the juggler is their, their more normal times, but sometimes they're feeling edgy. And that's when they bring out the knife thrower costume. Yeah. Yeah, it's like depends on how how lethal you need to be, how forceful. Josh, but yeah. What about a character that's called Big Top, <laughs> and they like turn into a either turn to a giant tent to cover and smother their enemies, or they're just a big Damn. guy. I'm I'm gonna stop you right there because I was I was gonna add names as oh, they progress through ranks, okay. and that was gonna be their their supposed. A rank name is just the big top. Oh, that's the team name? The team name is the big top. Oh, okay. The big show is yeah. the name of a wrestler. That that is the name of a wrestler Quinn. Yeah. I'm thinking the they they hired on the ringleader as like their publicist before they started getting clown guests. And that's when they really took on like the full circus persona and rebranded as the big top. Now sorry, stop me if you've heard this one. But here's a suggestion for a character. Tube top, top ten. <laughs> I think I have heard that one. No, what? what? Top ten, tube top, ten tops. Tube ten tops. Tube top, top ten. Okay, well. No. You know, I said stop me if you've heard that one and you stopped me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do like the the character that is the big tent, that is just a big tent. <laughs> yeah, but we don't need inanimate heroes <laughs> like, uh, i guess uh you know if uh mark twain studied a tent long enough they could become the big he's tent. the guest he he guests as the clown <laughs> the clown and tent. he turns into a tent <laughs> no one even knows it's mark twain because he's turning into a tent so yeah I, I don't think i've added much to them except the the chronology of uh how the team developed like who entered the team at what point? And the ringleader is totally just their publicist. He's he's not 
ever in the field. But he does make he does make his association with them known because he's also publicizing himself as a hero publicist. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I need some help with the name on my S level team. I've got two competing names. What are you talking uh, about S level? A or S, whichever. It's A level. Okay, sorry. I'll that makes more sense anyway. One of one of the suggestions we floated was uh taking some of our best heroes and making the S team for the Citadel out of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So my A level team, I'm trying to figure out, decide which name I like better. But they're either the Brimstone Bureau or the Nightshade Order. I feel like Nightshade Order is something I've heard before. Oh really? Let me look it up. Yeah, Google that. Because I like Nightshade Order, but I was trying to go for something like Hellfire Club, but I know that's a thing. Well, it doesn't seem to be an exact thing. Does, does either of those names strike you guys as a good thing? It's a it's a paranormal team. They're a very Justice League dark team. They have all ghost and psychic powers. Okay. I think I like Brimstone Bureau a little more, but I don't know. I might just put Nightshade Order in my back pocket for later. Let me think on that one. But I like Brimstone Bureau because the idea is this is a an investigator detective agency all based around cult and dark magic problems. So it all started when a street preacher discovered a way to collect and use ectoplasm to do ghost stuff. So that's Ecto Priest. So he's like a gadget hero, but it's all ectoplasm based. So he's got ghost grenades that temporarily make people like okay. leave their bodies for okay. a second he's got like a thing that will let him walk through walls and okay does he got like a canister of like flubber yeah like he's just got like a canister on his back all the time okay uh there's geist and that's just a ghost and i think <laughs> in the comics it switches out who that is why not just name him ghost because <laughs> geist is like Got a cool ring to it. Geist is a ghost oh, yeah. heist, which is actually just murder. <laughs> yeah, you steal someone's yeah, ghost. Ghost heist. A murder I'm of Taking ghosts. this ghost out of your body. Sorry, go ahead. Geist is kind of like Moon Knight. And so every couple of like years, it'll switch out to be like kind of a new character with a new background. But they all have kind of similar power sets. And they're all kind of like tragic anti-hero characters. But then there's Horace Junker. And he's a private third eye yunker yeah but everyone gets it wrong and calls him junker yeah and he gets mad about it because he's like a a stam a sam stone type he's like a hard-boiled detective kind of a constantine stand-in but the difference here is his mom was a witch and so he has some just regular latent psychic abilities but he can't necessarily use them directly but he's just so smart and so crafty that he can get out of stuff. So he has like a general protection, but he can't really like use magic directly. Okay. Then there's Seraph, and that's just a cursed angel that's on Earth. So they're kind of a bruiser type. So they can fly around and ignite into fire. Oh. But <laughs> So you know, they could do that's what they could do normal do. angel things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just normal angel things. <laughs> fly around, ignite into fire. You know. Well, yeah. They've got like a bunch of wings. A bunch. Uh, yeah. At, at okay. least four. Majestic is the prodigy of the two most famous magicians who disappeared mysteriously in the night. And they are just really good with like regular magician magic, but they make it all real. You said prodigy, but did you mean like progeny? Like their child well, or was taught by them or what? It's their it's their child but also taught by them. <laughs> so both. Yeah, it's, it, it it's, could be their prog yeah, it's their progeny who happens to be a prodigy. Yeah. yeah. But I their prodigy does, is a weird wording. It's because yeah. I messed it the word up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fine. Okay. I just you I just wanted you, to you know. You Danieled it, but did you mean like <laughs> they were both. just like taught by them or it was because you said the two of them, so it made it seem like it, it was their child. Oh. But, I wasn't sure. Would, they were taught by them. So they're not the child? So, but but also offspring? But also their child. Okay. So they're their child first. Put that first, yeah. not they were taught by them first. <laughs> <laughs> but all they have to go on to discover the murder is their legal guardian, a seven foot tall rabbit. 
that lives in a hat. <laughs> how how did that go down legally? <laughs> it's a weird world, man. The rabbit is like a person, so they've got intelligence. Yeah, I mean, they've got all the legal rights of a person. But right. like, was it in the in their will? Like, this is your godfather, yeah. the rabbit in the in the hat. If anything happens to us, should anything happen to us, open this this haberdashery box, pull the hat out. Tap it three times with a wand and pull the rabbit out, and they'll take over. Do you think uh, the rabbit and the child had to go to the morgue to identify the bodies? And then uh, the rabbit went, what's up, Doc? <laughs> I kind of thought the rabbit would just never say anything except for, like, make the munchy sounds that rabbits make and just stare menacingly with their bright red eyes. This is Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, seven-foot rabbit. Yeah. But he's like a bright white rabbit because it's magic. And he's not a guy in a suit. He just is a rabbit. Hold on. You think the the rabbit from Donnie Darko is a guy in a suit? Yeah. In S. Darko, okay. it's explained that... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen S. Darko. Also, that another person <laughs> using the Tesseract is actually what Frank is in the original Darko movie. Oh. So, still unclear whether it's a person in a suit or not. Oh continue the last character in the brimstone bureau is the horror and the is horror that not, huh? is that not the seven foot rabbit no no the seven foot <laughs> okay. rabbit is just his own thing he doesn't help fight crime i'm my own thing david s pumpkins um the horror is the prodigy did i say it right what no Pro- uh, progeny progeny the horror is a prodigy no, I'm just going to say kid. Yeah, thank you. The majestic <laughs> god. My tongue. No. The horror is the kid of an elder god that fell to earth and it like took over a small, you know, east coast town and the brimstone bureau went out and instead of killing it, they reformed the horror. And now it's like a teenage kid and they're just kind of weird. But they have all the powers of like dream eating monstrosities. So the horror can like turn your fears into reality. So it's sort of like the scarecrow, but it's real, real. I mean, I imagine the horror would be pretty scary to me, but why would it be effective on anyone else putting bats in people's hair? <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly to the person. That's oh, okay. You said you're. It turns your dreams into reality, like your nightmares into reality. I thought it was a very specific, like, it turns Quentin's nightmares into reality. I was like, that's very specific and weird, Daniel. I think putting bats into people's hairs, if that was his only power, that would still... That would be good. I don't know if it would rank on the level of the horror. Yeah. No. I mean, he just got to the name first. Yeah, it would be Batman. (laughs) People would call him Batsman. Hair Batman. (laughs) Just hairy Batman. The the Bat Barber. The Bat Burr? No. (laughs) Oh, but so in a fight, the horror would be like, oh, you're scared of spiders? You are now covered in spiders. Oh, cuz. You're scared of like a weird child there is now lots of weird children around you but they're like they can actually do stuff to you so they've just got like a you know a very narrow version of uh zed zones power yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah and they're just a baby i mean they're just a couple hundred years old so they've got time to grow a couple hundred yeah i mean they're an elder god's kid so that's pretty young. They're just now hitting their teenage years. What were they doing for the first hundred Falling years? Flying through space. Flying through space. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were just a piece of space poo. Uh, I thought I thought you were saying like a couple hundred years of being on Earth. Oh, no. One thing, just as an image thing, everyone, you know, has their costumes, but the horror just looks like a kid with like black sweatpants and a black sweater on. And they're like, are you going to put on a costume? And they do the thing like from Beetlejuice where like they do weird stuff to their head, but it's just like tentacles come out of their mouth or something weird. It's just gross. 
just okay that works horace just puts on like a very thin domino domino mask and just that should protect my identity yeah yeah, yeah. that's it so yeah. did we get to the end yeah i just have a couple of joke teams okay yeah 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 so i actually now that i'm remembering i think we actually talked about this one but i have the elites our fraser and niles team yeah we know yeah we definitely talked about that one yeah so we can probably skip them i just had (laughs) the one concept i had for them is they're actually like maybe the absolute lowest ranking heroes and they're always trying to get up to the next rank and they just bicker so much they don't so they they're like elitists who are not elite yeah And they, they like, make it known to everyone else that they think they're the best and everyone else sucks. But they never actually show off their power. So everyone's like, I don't think you are any better. And and you don't know what their powers are. I mean, if they ever use their powers, we might. All right, I've got my one last team. And surprise, it's a villain team. Oh. Right? There's a yeah, twist. You didn't say these had to be all heroes. This is the dropouts. This is, you did steal this idea from me. What? (laughs) You you actually did. Is this like an idea you said on the podcast? I don't know if it was on the podcast or just to you. But there was the idea. Like they weren't, they weren't villains. They were more anti-heroes, but I guess you've used it canonically as... Well, well, we could just stop and not read it. <laughs> no, this could be not, something different. Daniel it's not canon it. until he says it, and you edit it, and you post it. But yeah. No, I had the dropouts as like just kind of like bad kids, but still a superhero team. Like They flunked out of the school, but they, uh, they joined together. Oh, well, that's even better. Yeah, they're just like edgy teens. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. But That's good. you can call this one. Yeah, give me a new name. Expulsion or expel the expelled or something like that. The expelled, because it's easier for me to say with my weird lisp mouth. <laughs> Explosion. That's what was going to say. <laughs> These are the ones that were forced out, not the ones that just... Yeah, so the expelled are all disgraced Citadel Academy dropouts turned villain. Uh, they all wear weird British school uniforms that weren't part of the Citadel Academy uniforms. They're just weird. So they all look like ACDC members. And they're led by an ex-teacher who got kicked out for ethics violations. And the teacher, he might actually be like an A-level here, like villain. But all the students are like D-level. Like they can barely do a power. They're just bad. So it's Professor Payne leading the group. And he's joined by pigtails she's got deadly pigtails that she just whips around so the bearded lady no no hers are thief. very sh- thief her, hers are only a foot long stop thief. Okay. she's got to be right on you to cut you with her pigtails she's got like knives tied in her pigtails <laughs> she she often has cuts and scars on her shoulders <laughs> uh i guess i am a thief though because my next two are linebacker and nose guard <laughs> but they're not good at football they actually got kicked off the team they just have the jackets and they're just sort of stronger guys but that's all their powers are and then the last one's freezer pack he can make anything as cold as a freezer pack in your lunchbox wow yeah all of those are terrible <laughs> there's like you know a hundred more because every single time they come out there's like six new ones but they're all that bad and they're just there yeah. for that one issue before they drop off. It's So it's like this disgraced teacher is running his own school. Yeah. But the only attendees are people or students who are just really, really bad. Yeah. So it's sort of like <laughs> this universe's version of Hive from DC Comics. But they're bad. And he's bad at teaching them. So it's more like if... Count Olaf tried to start his own school in a series of unfortunate events for people as good as he is at being villains. So what it's are just you talking about? Count Olaf is good at being a villain. <laughs> well... He doesn't get results. Not like his girlfriend. But he's, but he's very persistent and adults don't know that he's doing it. 
Like, yeah, if he were good at being a villain, he'd have the Baudelaire fortune. Yeah, he's technically good at his skill set, but he's bad at working in a team, so he's never gonna get it. You ain't never gonna get it. Uh, uh. He, he somehow goes unnoticed, though. Yeah, that's his one good power. If he was a little smarter, he could also get the job done. Okay, he's a very yeah. good actor, Josh. I mean, he's also killed a lot of people. Yeah, in in his pursuit. So, depending on what his intentions are, he's good at killing people and getting away with it. <laughs> anyway. Like, all the scenes are like, meanwhile, at the expelled academy, and they're just not learning anything. Just sitting around, like, broken desk. And they're, uh, what is that name? And they're always watching that Ben Stein documentary, Expelled. <laughs> uh. Oh, one of the other like right. adult heroes or adult villains that works with them is a guy that's a TV who's on a cart. That's it. He just is supposed to be the TV they watch for educational videos. And he tries to like, guys, so be better villains if he did this instead. He's a he's a guy what? stuck in a TV. He is a TV. What what if it uh like looks like it's someone teleconferencing? Yeah. But it it is the TV just expressing itself in a way that it looks like it's just a guy teleconferencing. Yeah. Why why does every team have to have an, an inanimate object as a member of the team? Cuz that's the citadel, yo. <laughs> Josh, I feel like you're being very rude to the robot members of our robot or superhero society like broadband and dial up. If you want to say he's a robot, that's fine. But you said he's a TV. <laughs> There's a difference. This one's a TV that was irradiated with that Citadel glow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it works on Martians. It can work on a TV. Guys, you remember that one Jim Carrey movie? Cable Man? Yeah, that that one. That mask was radiated by the Citadel. Oh, the mask. Yeah, Son of Mask. That was a good movie, right? Yeah, with Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. All right. So I just want to clarify that uh, my circus team probably never actually a rank, but like as far as power and effectiveness as a hero group, not a rank, but popularity wise, they definitely got to be as popular as some of the a rank teams just from their publicity efforts and their guest stars. Yeah. Only cause they had Amy dangerous guest star as the clown one. <laughs> That was a big, a big catch. That was, that was a big get. Yeah, that was a big get. They that was a bad get. They also had the baguette guest star as the clown once, but he guest starred <laughs> as a mime. <laughs> That's all, folks. One of my mom friends on Facebook was like, "My kid, whenever we play Legos, just always wants to be the bread ninja." And it was like just a regular Lego guy with the baguette. But I was like, that could be a double issue character. <laughs> the, it is now. <laughs> the baguette. <laughs> the baguette. Just a bread ninja. Are we wrapping up now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> we didn't make an S team, but oh well. Yeah. We were supposed to steal one character from each of our good teams to build our S rank team. I don't think any of them are coherent enough to be a team. Flying Manta or Natalia probably could have joined the high ranks you mean the one that you don't have a description for <laughs> yeah and that's why she can leave the team easily okay she's too powerful for them <laughs> who from your b team let's see oh b team wouldn't even make it up there oh okay yeah, anyone it's only from the eight. zone who from who from your bureau could leave to be be greater i mean i think seraph is yeah. the easiest to move yeah that was my top pick like ecto priest i just list. don't think would be interested in anybody else's like going ons Geist and, and horror. Geist is revolving. Yeah. And the horror is probably just doing whatever Ecto Priest tells him. I mean, maybe Majestic eventually. Yeah. I think once they grow up a little more, they could move up. Yeah. Who from the the big fat nothings would. Maybe just the ringleader. <laughs> He's <laughs> He just branches out and gets some. I started some an people. agency. Yeah. <laughs> I signed on the Citadel Force. Yeah. He's just. He's the one who who puts he draws these other people out of the the A teams into a an S rank team. Okay. I guess we can wrap up now. <laughs> Toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs>
Yeah. Do you guys got any recommendations this week? I have to recommend uh, Forza Horizon. I haven't played it yet, but I hear it's good. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> recommending dyslexicadvantage.org. They had uh, an article called Comics and Dyslexia, Curious Connection. It seems like a cool site. What's that? Did you read that article? Yeah. It's really short. What's that about? Uh, let me pull it back up. It's like a researcher or an author was talking about that there's a lot of people that report using comics as like their first learning for reading who are also dyslexic. And so the suggestion is from a couple of different people that he lists out that kids that are dyslexic can learn to read easier with the comic book. And Mm, that's kind of my history of comics too. So I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. And at the end of that article, they've got like a bunch of related posts and they are, I read through like three or four of them and they all kind of, are all similar and seem to all be written from people that are also dyslexic. So I thought that was interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I I don't have anything because I don't. Well, one, I didn't know that I needed to have anything. And also, two, I don't prepare. Well, what's so. what's something you've been enjoying recently? Oh, I've been binging on RuneScape. But yeah. I'm also burnt out on that. So I wouldn't necessarily suggest it right now. Oh. <laughs> I Wait mean, if it's, you're ready. If it's your thing... I mean, if you have played RuneScape in the past, like, a lot of people... brought back the wilderness. That was 10 (laughs) years ago, Quentin. (laughs) If if you have played, like, a long time ago, it's worth revisiting because so much has changed. But, you know, don't don't invest more than than a month in it because it's a very grindy game. So, yeah, that's my suggestion. Play some video games from your from your childhood because it might be worth the nostalgia for a month or so yeah and maybe they've brought back the wilderness (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you've been gone for over 10 years then i've got news for you (laughs) the the wilderness is back (laughs) the wilderness was gone for a significantly smaller portion of its history than the time that it's been back for it was a big deal josh (laughs) okay our show art is by Lisa Prather. Find her on Instagram.com slash LisaPratherArt or LisaPratherArt.com. You can email us at doubleissueshow at gmail.com. Remember, if you've got any fan creations of any sort, drawing, story, rap, song, whatever you can think of double issue related, send it on in and you have a chance to win a pumpkin wrapper Funko Pop. Oh yeah, I saw those. They're they're pretty cool. Pumpkin wrapper. You Um, can... Hey, 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 it's my turn. I'm sorry. Back off. I'm introducing your Twitters. Daniel has a Twitter. It's Gwer on Twitter. It's G-Y-W-A-I-R. And Quentin has a Twitter. It's Quentin Pongratz because he's unoriginal and just used his name. And easier to find than me. Probably much easier to find, yeah. So yeah, Gwer on Twitter. Quentin Pongratz on Twitter. They got some cool stuff over there. Yeah. And then we got website, Twitter, Facebook, WordPress, Discord. We put all the stories that we write and talk about as blog posts on the WordPress. So if you don't like listening to stories, you can read the stories on your own time. Uh, The song is Free Harmonics by Free Harmonics Orchestra, used and shared under their Creative Commons license. Yeah. Yeah. And what's, what's the prompt for next week, guys? Next week, we're doing sequels to two different stories. Daniel has the sequel to... Bison and Wisp, issue one. And I've got the sequel to Tabula Rasa, or Blank Slate, the one that introduces the character of Michonne. Not introduces, cool. but it shows his origin, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Which I still think is really funny. Yeah, it is really because funny. Because of our last story. Because of spoilers for Josh. Josh. So we won't say them here. Yeah. Oh. It's good. Okay. Okay. Um goodbye. Bye. I'm not sure if I needed that explained to me. <laughs> it's not a good one. But also looking back, I'm not sure Donnie Darko is a good one either. <laughs> I would make it's the some. claim that Donnie Darko itself is a good film. I think people elevated it to a status where we expect more from it, like post watching it, than what it's worth. Like maybe, maybe from the perspective of like filmmaking and cinematic quality, 
Oh, I just meant like the first time I watched it, I was like, that was a pretty cool movie. Oh, yeah. But plot wise, it, it makes no damn sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Also, any, I don't know. I've watched other movies that Guy has made, the director. Mm. They're also just, I don't know. They're out. <laughs> like, I don't want to say out there. I think they're bad. Oh. I think they're bad what and else out do you there. do? I re I really want to rewatch the the button though. Is it is that what it is? The button or the box? I don't remember. Uh, where people can like kill. Yeah, you somebody. can press a button and somewhere someone dies, but you get a million dollars or something. But then you go to a library and there's like flooding. It gets weird, y'all. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, we're solving. And then one. Southland Tales. That one was terrible as well. And he's all by yes. the same guy. They're all movies that I hated watching, and then I'm like. You know what? The, I'm still thinking about that every once in a while. Maybe I should rewatch it, and then I have to like punch myself. Don't, don't rewatch that. <laughs> That's kind of how it. I feel watching some David Lynch films, like Eraserhead. Mm. The whole time I watched Eraserhead, I was like, "This, I don't like this," but I still think about it like daily. Yeah. So I don't know if I can say it's bad. Yeah, I don't know if it being thought provoking is what makes it a good movie, but. At least it was thought-provoking, I guess. I would argue it makes it good art. I'm not saying that makes it a good movie. I don't even know if it makes it good art, but I do think... So, I, don't, I don't think we need to put the word good on it <laughs> in well, order for it. Because like, things can stick in your mind and affect you long after they're done. And we don't have to call them good in any way. <laughs> I meant good as a qualifier for like important or like achieved its goals successfully like if we're just ranking art there's art that just like really stays with you and makes you think think in the ways that the art wanted you to think and i think that's good yeah i i think it's good for it to be that but uh i think that's like a a very personal subjective thing which cla clashes oh, yeah, yeah. with the word ranking and the word good i would think it is effective art. Like I am. See, when I use good and bad, I'm meaning like giant dartboards that I throw <laughs> those terms at, not like like level one, level two, level three, or like something like that. Yeah, I just I I, I don't know. I just don't want to label things as effective art or good art or whatever art because they made they stuck in my mind. I think I yeah. would just say the word thought provoking. Mm -hmm. Like impactful, maybe depending. Oh, you on. don't want impactful. You have to use laxatives for that. But like it follows, I still think about a lot. Yeah, just like what's going on in that world. <laughs> <laughs> is this still following? How that rules work? Is it? It's a pretty bad one. I don't know, but I don't think it was bad. I disagree with that assessment of our group that watched it. <laughs> I don't know. What about not good? <laughs> I wouldn't say it was good. But I wouldn't say it was bad. Okay. Okay. That's fair. But it might be good. I haven't rewatched it. But it has stuck in my mind. Yeah. Anyway. And then they had a 15 minute tangent. 